Welcome to the Mike Cohen Podcast, and it's a pleasure to have a, a good friend, a longtime a colleague at work after a remarkable 52-year career in public education, including 47 years working at a 6,000 Fielding Avenue for the English Montreal School Board and the former Protestant School Board of Greater Montreal. Lou Lewis announced uh, his retirement as Director of Student Services over a year ago, but now he's decided to go into private practice. Lou joins me now. Welcome, Lou, and tell me about this decision you've made. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've been thinking about private practice really for a long time. Uh, in fact, I provided direct service to students at the school board, elementary, high school, many years ago. And I realized that connections with people is really my strength. I really enjoy learning about the narratives of people's lives. So after I retired, uh, traveled as usual, Australia, New Zealand, Florida, uh, came back to Montreal, pandemic hit, and then I thought uh, seriously about doing uh, therapy. However, I wasn't sure about remote therapy because there was no way I was going to do in-person therapy uh, during a pandemic. So what I did, I read a lot, and particularly inspired by Dr. Irving Yalom, a psychiatrist, former professor of psychiatry at Stanford, who talked about uh, humanistic psychotherapy, and uh, I read seven of his books, and as I read the books, I said, this is me. He inspired me. As well, my dad retired from working as an optometrist at 92 years of age. My grandfather, 90 years of age, he was in the fruits and vegetable business. So I said to myself, I want to do this, and I certainly do not want to have any regrets at the end of life. And I said, I'm going to do it. I don't care what anyone thinks. It's a bit unusual having worked for so many years at the school or going back to work, but this is me. And that's the way I made my decision. Lou, when you, when you retired at the MSB, and of course I had the privilege of working with you for, you know, over 20 years, and it was a deep privilege, let me tell you, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, just before the Christmas holidays uh, in 2019, I'm sure the last thing on your mind when you looked at your future was that there was going to be a pandemic. No question about it. As a matter of fact, uh, we travel a lot. And after I retired, uh, we traveled to Florida, to cruises. We've done land trips. We've done so much travel. But I have not been able to travel in over 12 months from now uh, when I look back. And... To tell you the truth, you know, it, it, it's, it's very hard during a pandemic. Uh, or the only one I can hug is my wife, not my kids, not my grandkids, not my friends. So uh, all we do is FaceTime the Vancouver kids, grandkids. We visit occasionally in Montreal. We visit our grandkids here, but stay at a distance. So during this pandemic, I've learned to Zoom with friends, had meetings on Zoom, done webinars on, uh, that I've seen on my laptop, read a lot, exercised a lot. And what the pandemic, in fact, has done for me, it's made me feel very grateful and privileged that I, I'm able to have three meals a day, a roof over my head. I live in a warm house in the winter, can watch movies, can read, and I feel so privileged and grateful. And that's one of the things that really helps to foster well-being that's got me through this pandemic. Uh, at this point in time. Very well said. So now, how did you go about selecting where, where you were going to practice? Where are you going well, to practice? 
Very good question, Mike. I looked at various clinics. First of all, what was very important to me was to be part of a group. I didn't want to go out on my own. I feel I've been connected for so many years with a wonderful team at the, in the student services department at the EMSB. I wanted to continue working with other people. That part was very important to me. So besides giving to them as maybe a mentor with a lot of experience, I would learn from them too. I explored various clinics. Uh, about six in all, and I was so impressed with open space. I spoke to an individual that works there, whom I know very well. I visited the clinic. I met with uh, Dr. Mara Riff, a clinical psychologist, for quite a while at the clinic. I was impressed with her leadership. I was impressed with the supervisory possibilities there, with the professionalism within the clinic, and also uh, after I even had a supervisory meeting with a group of them, I was so um, impressed again with the, the talented and diverse group of clinicians and wellness professionals, which include counselors, psychologists, social workers, osteopaths, dietitians, acupuncturists, with people also have various specialties, such as uh, psychoed assessments, eating disorders, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how I made my, dis- my decision to be part of that wonderful clinic. What's going to be your primary focus there, Lou? The primary focus at the clinic will be dealing with uh, older adolescents and adults uh, with challenges related to anxiety, depression, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, life transitions. And I can say I've lived life transitions over the years. uh, So I, I feel not only having a great deal of knowledge through reading and training, but also having lived through it myself. Workplace issues, stress management, uh, those are the kind of uh, emphases I I will make in my practice with regard to the uh, particular target group I just mentioned to you. Now, Lou, your wonderful ageless wife of 54 years, you just celebrated your 54th wedding anniversary, Beatrice, of course, was an educator as well for many decades that uh, beloved at St. George's School, uh, how does she feel about your decision? Well, you know what? I've always said about Beatrice, she's my staunchest supporter. After working for 52 years, in fact, it's 53. I should have corrected you at the beginning, but it's okay. 52, 53 doesn't make too much of a difference. But after working those number of years and having retired, she was extremely supportive and very encouraging about me going back to work. It's a little maybe unusual for someone of my age, having worked for so many years at school board to go back to work, but she was behind me all the way. She understands full well that connecting professionally with people or even personally with people is an important part of my life. And she saw that in action. We took so many trips. I was, uh, I, I would say maybe a little less preoccupied with the landmarks, synagogues, cathedrals, mountains, and other points of interest. I took a great interest in the people. I still remember an occasion. We were in Finland, Helsinki, I believe it was, and people were inside, I guess, exploring a museum. And I spent about 45 minutes speaking to the Finnish bus driver. And we had a, <laughs> common, we had a common link with the Canadians. We talked about Saku Koigu. So, I would say this, that she is constantly telling me, without question, Lou, you will be great with clients. You've been great with people, great with your staff. You will be really good. And that really, without question, has given me the impetus to pursue this quite vigorously. And and we just talked about it before, but it's become pretty common practice now for 
uh, you know, uh, uh, medical appointments to be done remotely uh, via Zoom, via FaceTime. So uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, you, you're going to adjust to that well, and, and it, it works pretty good, I think. Yeah, for sure. I have to admit, initially, I had a lot of reservations about meeting clients remotely. And as I mentioned earlier, having spoken to people, I realize it's doable. You really get a sense of individuals, even though it's remote. I would prefer in-person, for sure. That's more me. However, I've already met two clients via Zoom, and it's definitely doable. Um, So uh, what can I say? I... uh, I never anticipated that I'd be able to do it so well, but it's really, really worked out well. And, and to be honest, there's some advantages. Uh, if I have an appointment with somebody and uh, perhaps it's a rainy, miserable day out there and they have to travel to the clinic, it's much easier to do it by Zoom. And when I travel, suppose I go to Florida for a couple of months, I could see clients on Zoom. So in other words, I'm looking looking at the positive aspects of it, and that's what I see. So I'm all ready to go with Zoom. Yeah, I I know that we speak very often, you and I, and I know that uh, the EMSB remains very much part of your DNA. How much do you miss those days of EMSB? You know, it's a really good question. I would say when I, I look back now, I guess I can look back over a whole career, but I'll take the last number of years. Most of all, I miss the people. I miss the wonderful student services staff, many of whom I worked with for quite a few years, uh, psychologists, guidance counselors, occupational therapists, speech-language pathologists, special ed consultants, behavior managers, specialists. I can go on and on, spiritual animators, et cetera. These are the people I, in fact, hired and I was very privileged to be able to hire the people I thought would best fit into what I saw as a, uh, a very strong nurturing environment. And I looked for those soft skills, as I've mentioned to you many times in the past, people with empathy, integrity, dedication, teamwork. Um, those people that have those emotional intelligence skills are the ones that I believe are the best people, certainly perhaps employees anywhere, but especially working with people. And that's who I selected. And they're just a wonderful group. So in working with them, I certainly supported them professionally because I supervised them, but also supported them in a very personal way too. Many of them came to me with their issues, which I understood, was very supportive, listened to them, helped them every which way that I could. And uh, also, you know, I really learned from them in terms of their repertoire of skills and knowledge, I learned about myself. It was really a truly emotionally elevating experience for me over the years. And that's the part that I miss most. Uh, There were administrative aspects of the job too, which maybe weren't as fulfilling, but it's the staff to me that made the difference for me in my life. Uh, Lou, I, I think you answered my next question because you kind of explained what your duties were and, and as director of student services and as psychologist who you oversaw over those years. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll wrap it up by asking you one more question about the pandemic. Uh, it's been a difficult, challenging year for many people, and we hear a lot about mental health, that that's going to be the next pandemic. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Really Excellent, excellent questions. Mental health, first of all, I mean, if you just read the papers, make some anecdotal observations of what's happening, 
it's taken its toll. People feel more isolated. People have lost jobs. People have lost parents, lost uh, relatives who died, who've gotten sick. Companies have gone belly up. So much uncertainty, so much anxiety, so much fear. And of course, this has all been exacerbated by the pandemic. But I do have two thoughts. One, you read a lot about the government and people saying we need more professionals. We need more social workers, psychologists, psychiatrists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. To me, that's a small part of the answer. It's true for people that have very serious mental health disorders, suicidal, psychotic disorders. You need people who are very specialized who can be available to these people in their in, in, in a dire need situation. Okay. What I think the emphasis, where it should really go in society, is really via education to try to nurture us in a way that we become more caring, more empathetic, more sensitive to others. And it's so important, Mike, that a lot of people who have these breakdowns and or minor illnesses, depression, anxiety, etc., where do they emanate from? They emanate from a situation where people don't feel validated, don't feel important, don't feel maybe have their personal needs addressed. So people are in a position of authority, certainly employers, middle management, administrators, uh, teachers, parents, and even looking at peers, etc. We really have to educate people in such a way that it will reduce mental health issues. And I'll give you one example. I'll make it up. Take an employer. If he really takes an interest in the employee as a human being, as someone that has issues, as someone that could be in a crisis from time to time, as someone who has kids who may have difficulties, someone that has self-esteem issues, if you attend to that as an employer with respect to your employee, you'll have greater productivity, less turnover in the workplace, fewer mental health issues, less absenteeism, and research has borne this out. So this is where I see a lot of attention has to be directed to helping us all deal with people in a much more sensitive, empathetic, and understanding way. And that way, I believe, it'll mitigate, it'll, it'll, sorry, it'll minimize mental health problems that we have. And the other issue, the positive side of the pandemic, there's always, the, always a silver lining in the cloud I would say that we've gone through a difficult time and we've all kind of in some way managed to address it, some better than others. And I believe we'll become more resilient, more able to deal with adverse situations in the future. So when we encounter a setback, a failure, a disappointment, some roadblock in life, we will have stored in our brains how we accomplished getting over, addressing the pandemic situation, which will give us more confidence in facing adversity in life. And all of us face adversity in one way or the other in our lives. Well, that's extremely well put. And I think uh, people get a preview of those who have not met you, what a great therapist you are and how much you will be able to help people. So uh, Lou can be reached at Lou at openspaceclinic.com or at 514-833-9886. Lou, thanks for joining me. Best of luck in this new endeavor. Thanks for having me, Mike. Lou Lewis has been my guest.